Hi, I'm Heather. I'm Haley. And we're the Whodunit Sisters, a Kansas City True Crime podcast. This episode is on the unsolved murder of Patricia Schwartz and her baby, Vanessa Tickner. We're also going to be talking about the Missing Links, a motorcycle club, and we're also going to show a possible tie-in to the murder of David Iman. We went to the locations where the crimes occurred to help give a better understanding of what happened. Thanks for watching. George Tiny Mercer, the leader of the Missing Links Motorcycle Club, was hanging out with other club members at the Blue Seven Lounge on August 31st, 78, which was his birthday. He saw a waitress there named Karen Keaton and told the other members that he needed to have her. So they coerced her into joining them at the house behind us, which was where George lived. They took turns raping sodomizing her and then choked her to death and ultimately dumped her near state line in Kansas. July 25th of 78, Debbie Middleton was kidnapped from this home behind us by George Mercer and a couple of his other members of his motorcycle club. She was taken to a field in Cass County where she was repeatedly raped by him and the other members and then brought back here with the warning that you don't report this to the police or we will kill you. Her mother did end up reporting it to police and he was arrested on August 5th of 78. He was able to post a $20,000 bond and as he was leaving court, he was heard saying, and I quote, the house will go up in two weeks if charges aren't dropped. Little did George Mercer know, Debbie Middleton days prior moved out of this home and another family moved in. As George Mercer and other club members were raping and killing Karen Keaton, the house behind us was ordered to be burned down. There was a witness, one of the neighbors, who saw one of the club members running from the home, but later recanted. A woman and her 18-month-old daughter died in the home. This case is still unsolved. Um, let's first talk about David. David Iman, around 12.45 a.m. on August 14th of 74, in the area of 118th and Blue Ridge, was leaving his girlfriend's home by foot. He lived approximately two miles from his girlfriend's house, and he never made it home. David Iman was found in this area at 3 a.m., a quarter of a mile from 155th and Peterson, by a Raymore officer, Harry Funston. 
he was doused in gasoline. His arms and legs were bound in the front. He was charred and unrecognizable. His autopsy report shows that he was burned alive. The officer, Harry Funston, was and still is the number one suspect in this case. His girlfriend lived at 118th and Armitage. So Heather and I determined that the Blue 7 Lounge, it's at the address of 11816. And we couldn't help but think that when David was walking home, more than likely, I'm assuming, crossed paths with missing links. <laughs> and another um, clue was that David was friends with a couple of the uh, motorcycle club members. And Wanda, David's mom, believed that there's some maybe that the missing links were tied mm -hmm. in. And in her investigation, because she did a lot of investigation on David's death, she found the names Snake and Fat Charlie, who are two prominent members of the Missing Links, but we don't know their real names. Right. But what's telling is that a couple years after David's death, she quit doing any investigation on it. Right. And so I can't help but wonder if she was scared, if she had found something along with the Missing Links and maybe they were maybe intimidating her. Or maybe right. even maybe they didn't have anything to do with it. It's hard to say, and they were just like, Threaten and leave us alone. I mean, I don't... It's hard to Either say. Either way. Because you're right, there isn't any real um, evidence. It's just the point, the, the location, and that Wanda, David's mom, was looking into them as well. But we also couldn't help but wonder if maybe the missing links... We don't know if they could have possibly have supplied boys to Funston. It's, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, yeah, because I, I do think that they work together, though. I mean, Funston and the and the Lynx, I think they that they did. So maybe they're the ones who picked him up and then they passed him to, to Funston. Funston um, has been in, involved in a lot of... He's a dirty cop, let's put it that way. And it makes sense that the club who we read was involved in a lot of criminal activity. They sold drugs and they were like the biggest organization in the area at that time that sold drugs, why wouldn't they have a cop in their pocket? So, who happens to be in Raymore? And David happens to be have found in the Raymore area. Now, let's move on. As we mentioned earlier, uh, George Mercer raped Debbie Middleton, whose mother then pressed charges. He threatened them that if they didn't drop the charges, that he would burn the house down. And that's, of course, what he did, because, but not realizing Debbie Middleton moved. So now that there's these two, Vanessa and um, Patricia. So there was an article in the Kansas City Times where they interviewed one of the guys who lived in the house. Mm -hmm. Now, according to him, he said the fire started so fast the house went up in like 20 seconds, according to him. Um, he escaped through um, a second-story window, grabbed his girlfriend, and then tried to grab his dog, and the dog caught fire. Aww. Yeah. And then with um, Patricia Schwartz's husband, who had only been, they'd only been married five days, he was out the window, and he couldn't get back in to, to get them. And, of course, they suffocated in, in the bed. But... When he talked to police, 
denied that the fire was started by the missing links. So I think that's very telling. And of course, they ended up capturing one guy. Bo Appleton was the one who was charged with capital murder, but the main witness recanted. Yep. So got scared. So so imagine the pull that these guys have. Big time. Big time pulls. Which is another thing I wanted to bring up because the whole reason why Mercer, besides Middleton's mother, pressing charges for her daughter, it was Campbell, uh, a, an individual who was in the group that turned on his, his so-called brothers because he could not handle how it happened. He had a conscience, which is what we're kind of looking for is, is people out there who have a conscience and want to be able to turn, or should should be able to turn people in at this point. I mean, if, if we had more people like Campbell turn in or give information, it Mercer was stopped in his tracks. You know how many more people would have been killed? Oh, definitely. Definitely. If there's still some people in the area of Belton that remembers the Missing Links Motorcycle Club and has heard anything... This is your time to come. I mean, Mercer was uh, got the death penalty. He was uh, killed by lethal injection in 89. Like we said, if anyone knows anything, please come forward. Share. Please like. So please subscribe and share. As if no one sees this, things won't get out there and hopefully solved. And if you have any um, ideas on episodes... You can message us as well. Mm-hmm. So, what's our next show on? Our next episode is going to be on the unsolved murder of Brett Craiglow. The reason I chose this case is because Brett went to Graceland College. It's Graceland University now, which is in Lamona, Iowa, and that is our hometown. So, I wanted to help bring awareness to Brett's case. So, thank you for watching. Thanks. Bye.